the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jack at S-A-L-M. Good morning. I'm Chuck Kamlick with the CM. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome. And Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind, as I like to say? Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, getting to retirement, social things. We can talk about Apple. Let's talk about Apple. There's a big conference going on right now called Ignic. Ignition. Ignition. Kind of already don't like the name. It's, to me, pretentious already. You had me at hello. But there was an analyst there. He's talking about the future of Apple. I know this is a stock that a lot of you want to talk about. I know this is a stock that a lot of you love to hate, love to buy. I own shares of Apple. Gene Munster. He's probably one of the most influential analysts out there as far as his vision of the future. There's different analysts out there that I will quote on a regular basis. He's worth quoting. He's worth noting. He's worth talking about. Like, for instance, let me get straight to it. He said Apple needs to come up with a new phone twice a year. It says Google's doing it. Apple needs to do it. Is he wrong? I don't think so. So what's next for Apple? He basically was his speech ignition. As an analyst, you know, he has to disclose a lot of things. There's a lot of investment banking clients that work with his company, Piper Jaffray. There's a lot of companies that he follows that, you know, certainly he can make a name off of, like Amazon and their relationship, for better or for worse, with companies like Apple. First thing that he talked about was uh, management changes. Apple fired their iOS boss, Scott Forstall, and he said, you know, that's a tragic loss. It's, he was a tremendous asset. You think there's a lot of touch-based operating systems out there, but people like to focus on the hardware. So even though he was a tremendous asset, he instantly kind of threw him under the bus. Android, Windows Phone, 8, WebOS, Bada, Mego, BlackBerry, said they're all touch-based. But he did say that he was a tremendous asset. Jonathan Ivey. He's now in charge of hardware and software design. Basically said, you know, Apple's in good hands. 
Munster said he's in good, that Apple's in good hands. Competitors are stealing Apple's design, but they don't get the hardware and software marriage yet. It's the, the marriage between design and function that works for Apple. Munster says what we can expect over the next year. 2013, expect an iPad mini, Apple TV update. The Developers Conference iOS 7 update, an iPhone 5S, an Apple television. Over the midterm, he expects the iPhone releases need to speed up, expects a lower-priced iPhone. In the longer term, he thinks the future of Apple is okay. Now, again, I'm just going over some of his slides. In 2013, reports of an Apple radio service in early 2013, I would not be long Pandora right now. He thinks this is going to be announced with some new product. Historically, the iPad event, he thinks the Retina Mini competition keeps pressure on. He expects Apple TV to see an update ahead of the television launch. So the Apple TV box dongle, he thinks the software will get updated shortly. In June at the World Web Developers Conference, he thinks iOS 7, we'll see some hands-on with that. He thinks we'll start seeing some impact of some of the new software design minimalists. He expects some wallet features in Passbook. He expects some commerce integration with Groupon and Living Social. And a lot of map improvements. In September of 2013, Gene Munster from Piper Jaffray is predicting that Apple, the iPhone 5S, will be launched. It'll have near-field communications. It'll have an A7 processor. It'll have a memory increase. It'll have camera improvements. He thinks the fifth-generation iPad will be thinner form factor, A7 processor, memory increase, in line with the iPhone 5, iPad mini design. As for the iPad mini itself, he expects a processor upgrade. He expects only a minor upgrade. And then he thinks everything's going to start going differently. So November 2013, Apple Television, that's when things will get interesting this time next year. It's a year after the expectation. He thinks it will be a simplified TV interface, fixing the remote control. He thinks it will be a unified control of TV-connected devices. Voice control, design is going to be a big feature. It'll have an app store, it'll have games, and it'll have FaceTime. What it won't have is its own channels. Now, as far as the TV goes, he says there's proof that it's coming. In 2011, of October, Walter Isaacson, who did the Steve Jobs biography, said Steve Jobs says he finally cracked it. In February 2012, at a Goldman Sachs conference, Tim Cook says, we've always thought something was there, according to Apple TV. In May 2012, at the All Things Digital Conference, Tim Cook said TV is an area of intense interest. And in July of 2012, Tim Cook said, we're not one to keep around projects that we don't believe in. Consumers want an Apple television, according to research. 
Uh, 47% of Americans are interested in an Apple television. That's pretty impressive. If it's a $1,500 price, about 2,500, 25% of Americans are interested. Now, beyond the iPhone, that's always going to be an area of intense scrutiny. Major Android devices are being upgraded every six months. Because you have HTC, you've got Samsung, you've got Google, Motorola. So the new iPhone update cycle is going to look like this. March is going to become the S event. September will become the new iPhone version. So every year we're going to get an iPhone 5, and then we're going to get an iPhone 5S, an iPhone 6, and an iPhone 6S. And he thinks it's going to have to start in 2015, not 13, but 2015. they got to get faster. He said the game's going to be all about getting developers. Apple's already figured out how to build high-quality, low-priced devices, and they're going to have to do a $200 unsubsidized phone by 2014 to get market share. So he feels pretty comfortable about what the future looks like for Apple and mobile and tablets and commerce. Again, I throw it out there for you. It's just a way of you analyzing. Don't forget, i got a big event coming up this Thursday, tomorrow night, in Palo Alto, Elks Lodge, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. The Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning Seminar in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. Come back. Stay over months. AM 12 and points a decline there of 0.8%. That's our Bloomberg Market Minute. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. I know that I have a dirty job that I have to say things that people don't necessarily like on a regular basis. We've got a fiscal cliff coming up, and you know what? We're going to go over it. I'm not worried, I'm not stressed. I've got mine. I've done well in life. I worry about other people. So I have to talk these dirty things that, like, I don't... One fiscal cliff fix, they're saying, is raise gas tax. And I know that would hurt a lot of people. It would hurt a lot of people. In large part, we all consume gas. In some countries, I mean, we've got the cheapest cost of energy anywhere on the planet. In some cases, by a good 50%, a gallon of gas is 6 7 $8 in Europe. The cost to buy a new car is much higher because of tariffs and, and taxes. So at 18.4 cents per gallon, the federal gas tax isn't enough. It needs to be higher, and it's going to hurt average people because we consume our gasoline aggressively. 
Right now, the federal government raises about $32 billion a year, and that basically goes to helping build roads, bridges, and other transportation infrastructure. But yet, they spend $50 billion a year to help with the cost of roads. Gas tax has to go higher. And if you disagree with me, it's just, where's your logic? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anyone who wants to call in can call in. Powerball fever sweeping the nation. SP 500 is down 10, NASDAQ down 24, Dow down 89. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad Burton and I will be doing a seminar soon. You can learn more information about it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Let's talk retirement risks, Mr. Burton. What's your thoughts? What's the biggest risks in retirement? I think the, the biggest three risks that people in retirement face are taxes, inflation, and uh, absolutely healthcare costs. Healthcare costs scare me the most because I'm not the healthiest person. Therefore, I'm assuming I'm going to be draining my retirement accounts a little bit more than the average person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. The problem, I, th- I think that more people realize the healthcare costs, I hope, than, um, than some of the other issues that really catch people by surprise. So, for example, when you see these online calculators, we've talked about this before, a lot of them are very poor or don't do anything in terms of estimating what your taxes are. And I'm seeing more and more people retire with the biggest bulk of their money where? Retirement accounts, right? right? So when you pull a dollar out of that 401k, that dollar hasn't been taxed yet. I'm surprised you actually say that because I would imagine that most people's biggest bulk of their retirement assets is their house. No, your house is your biggest liability until you're going to model the sale of the house and live off the proceeds. Well, that, what I'm getting at, and you can disagree with me, we can Indian Lake Russell to find out the winner, but um, <laughs> it, it, I, I think most people, retirees that I talk to, and again, I'm Californian, um, have a lot of equity in their homes or did have a lot of equity in their homes, and that was going to be their nest egg, and not necessarily their 401k. Yeah, so in order to tap that nest egg, you either have to do a reverse mortgage, which it's limited as much as the amount that you can take, you know, what, just under, just under 300000 in California, and, and depending on the location, it could be less. And that is not a huge chunk of change for retirement. So it's going to force you to make that decision, where do you move? Where are you going to retire uh, in order to pay less taxes? What states have less income tax on your pensions? Social Security, if, if you're a married couple filing jointly and one half your Social Security plus all your other income, including tax-free income, is over $42,000, 85% of your Social Security is taxable. So just can assume your Social Security is taxable income. Different states treat Social Security slightly differently as far as income, or different states treat income for retirees differently. Is that something you ever consider? Well, there's certain states that give breaks to pensions okay. in terms of how they're taxed. Social Security is not going to be taxable at the state level. Um, so... It's it's really an issue of looking at the state. And okay, let me retract the question. Income taxes for states treat retirees differently state to state. Yeah, uh, somewhat. Like so. in the state of California, people that have a still have a mortgage and they pay for long-term care insurance yeah. tend to pay much lower in state income taxes because those deductions will carry forward right over the California return. And property taxes are something to think about in retirement. All these taxes are things that you need to think about. Think about sales tax is egregious in the state of California. Right. And all those things, when you're trying to do your projections on your own for retirement, which is a, the biggest life-changing event that you'll have, if you don't have a very detailed cash flow statement that includes your estimate of taxes, including figuring out how changing changes in tax laws. Taxes are going to go up in the future. 
we can't survive as a country unless the budget deficits are dealt with. But senior citizens will have a free ride because they vote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? Well, yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Um, with that said, I think the first 10 years of retirement more expensive for taxes and inflation, and the last 30 years of retirement, i.e. 70 to 100, more expensive for health care. Is that part of your formula at all? That like Once you hit 70, you're not moving. Most Americans aren't moving around. They're watching Jerry Springer in their trailer. Sipping on their, you know, one glass of uh, booze day, and uh, just waiting to die. They're waiting. For, they're waiting for Jesus to come. Is, is that what you picture retirement as? <laughs> That's what I see retirement as for a lot of people. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, a lot of times if people are way behind, they need to focus on increasing their ability to make money versus trying to pick the right stock. And My mom's a shut-in. Yeah. Yeah, she, I mean, she doesn't get out, except for when her kids pick her up. Oh, it's a big life-changing event. Some people need counseling to move into that next transition of life. So it's, you know, here, here's the deal. Taxes, you tend to pay less in taxes the first several years of retirement because you're not paying for FICA, right? That's right, right. That's right out of your paycheck. Um, but going into retirement, a lot of people spend more money in the first few years because of the, all the travel and the buying for right. the retirement home, the motor home, things like that. That all has to be figured in. And you got to realize inflation cuts the value of a dollar and a half every 20 years. Okay. So healthcare costs, those are going up at 5 to 6%. So inflation is the other big risk we've talked about before. Um, healthcare, though, this is the big one that people forget to put in their projections. Let's say you retire at 60. You're on your own, no Medicare, until 65. Right. That's a huge cost. Anything else that we need to know? Um, you know, don't retire unless you have a detailed plan. A okay. detailed plan that includes a long-term cash flow, long-term projection on cash, on your taxes, and a very detailed look at inflation. You can meet Chad at the upcoming seminar to learn more about that. Go to robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We do wealth preservation, retirement planning seminars all the time in the Bay Area, as well as some Money 101s on occasion. Find out more at robblack.com. You can find Chad at chadburton.com or newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And come meet Chad live and in person tomorrow night, Thursday evening from 6 to 9 in Palo Alto at the Elks Club. Going to be doing a wealth preservation retirement planning seminar. Sign up online at robblack.com. Going to talk about my portfolio. Going to talk about having enough money when you pass. Estate planning, much, much more. Sign up for tomorrow night's Elks Lodge Palo Alto event at robblack.com. Saves you money on all those tummy. Never run up flag up a pole like Mr. Red, White, and Blue down the road. But I never called myself a hero for killing unknown communists. Now I can walk into any old bar and find a fight without looking to. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Costco's latest company in America to dump cash on shareholders because of the fiscal cliff. Interesting to note. We're starting to talk all sorts of crazy stuff on the fiscal cliff, like raising the tax on gasoline. Like eliminating the tax deduction on your mortgage interest. Like taxing the rich. Like 
higher payroll taxes, like delaying Social Security another year or two. Not immediately, but for people 10, 20, 30 years from now. A lot of stuff going on. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. How are you doing, Chad? Doing well. Doing well. Yeah, and then you look at the, you know, something like the Prop 30 in California, which is retroactive to high-income earners to pay more taxes than they've probably even withheld from their paychecks, um, you know, to get California through their budget issues, right? Absolutely. Um, whether it's a state like California that runs a lot of debt, whether it's a nation that runs a trillion-dollar deficit, whether it's you know, a mom-and-pop store that's not seen a lot of business showing up. we all got issues right now. One thing that I don't like talking about is, well, first and foremost, we have a seminar coming up tomorrow night. I should plug it. Uh, you and I and Michelle Lerman, Michelle C. Lerman, not sure why she went with a C in her middle name, but she did. Michelle C. Lerman. Uh, gonna that's be probably tomorrow her night. parents' oh. choice. <laughs> why do you think? I said it was probably her parents' choice for that middle name. No, but why is, she, why is she suddenly announcing that she's a Michelle C. Lerman instead of Michelle Lerman? Uh, it sounds professional. I'm going to go like with Snoop Doggy Dog went to Snoop Dog, and now he's <laughs> something totally different. Like, don't change your name. It confuses me. <laughs> all right, all right. What's your middle initial? I'm not going to tell you. I know yours. All announcers on the air. What's my middle initial? It's, it's F. Do you, do you want me to say the name? Go ahead and say my middle name. Francis. Francis. <laughs> no, don't say it in a derogatory way. Okay. I'm proud of that middle name. I was named after um, John Franklin Kennedy. His Christian name was Francis, so I was named after Kennedy. I'm cool with that. I see it in a whole new light. Thank you. You're very, 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 very welcome. Some people would say he was the last agent of change. Um, so big seminar tomorrow night, Palo Alto, you can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com, not Rob F. Black, but Rob Black. So let's talk about old people. I tend to say that we should, we should turn them into food and eat them like on a cracker, but you say we should protect them. Now, that's why right. do you say we should protect them? Well, here's what I'm seeing a lot of, of my clients having to deal with helping their parents go through the aging process. And a lot of times going through the aging process, you, you know, you lose a loved one and often the, the husband passes away first and often in that generation in, in kind of the World War II depressionary generation, the men tended to handle the majority of the finances. So when people pass away, they go through a grieving pro- – the widow goes through a grieving process. But they also have to learn about all these different angles of investments, of everything from paying a bill to – to talking to the financial advisor, and it creates a, a large vulnerability for these people. And we talk about, you know, we've heard fraud issues, right, Rob, with, with older people that our grandparents and parents go through. And a lot of times it might be construction-related issues where, you know, grandpa or grandma writes a check to a guy that's supposed to fix the windows, and he takes 50% up front and then never comes back. But let me talk about a different angle a little bit. Because you know how we always tell people when they're getting married or getting engaged to do a credit check? Because I've had friends that have actually gotten married to people they didn't realize were $70,000 in credit card debt. And so what you want to wonder is these days, does mom, let's say mom has moved into kind of a retirement community, and uh, all of a sudden there's a significant other. 
what about a background check on these people? Because I've heard two stories in the last two years now that we've got mom living in a retirement community. I'm not talking about a nursing home. I'm talking just a retirement community, right? And all of a sudden, there's this much younger boyfriend. And you're not realizing that mom may be a target. So I had a guy come in the other day just before Thanksgiving, and his 80-year-old mom, she lived in a retirement community in Palm Desert. She'd been a widow for eight years, and she happened to love ballroom dancing. So this new guy shows up at the dance hall, and suddenly 80-year-old mom has a 66-year-old boyfriend, which is fine, right? I mean, it's kind of like you know, old, men that live longer and they live in nursing homes and retirement communities are typically outnumbered by women, three to one. So they're kind of all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're pretty hot. But in, in a situation like I've seen this twice is that this romance – quickly turns to money issues. And this one turned to money issues within three months. First, there was this change to a new broker. So this 80-year-old woman who had been very conservative, had most of her money in CDs, was all of a sudden introduced to this guy's new broker. And this broker was a commission-based broker. And he spread her money out among mostly municipal bonds, which wasn't a horrible thing, but it was loaded funds. And it was loaded funds for Arizona for several different uh, fund company. So instead of going with one fund company and paying a small load, he'd spread her out, which is basically illegal. And so this this new broker that this guy was introduced to, that um, the son is positive that he had a back-end deal with this commission-based broker, took the CD investor and put her in a bunch of funds that they didn't understand. Um, then this 66-year-old boyfriend happened to help her move her safe deposit box and then there was a conversation about um, two $9,000 loans, which, you know, when, when, when they're under 10000 bucks, it's kind of it raises another red flag because they're trying to keep, you know, move, money movement under the radar between banks. So anyways, Rob, the guy started checking into this guy, found out he had um, a whole history of like these really small lawsuits and really small award amounts kind of all over the area. And he found out the guy was basically a predator. So we've got nursing home predators. We've got retirement community predators out there that kind of target these people that they can tell they're vulnerable. They tell they've lost a loved one, maybe a little bit lost, and prey on their you know desire to help other people. And this guy was a predator. And within two weeks of the son starting to check into his background and ask questions, the guy was gone. All of a sudden, the romance was over. So you've you got to kind of watch out from, for mom if you're a baby boomer, for grandma and uh other ways to protect old people from making money mistakes and being really victims out there. It's it's kind of tough, but it, it's going on. Can you? And I know what's going through your head. You want to be this guy now, don't you, Rob? You want to you want to hang around nursing homes? Can you introduce me to her? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was coming. I watched Dancing with the Stars last night. I could probably shake my conga. I'm not sure what that it means, but I think I could do it. <laughs> not sure what it means either, but I, th- I think you could. I think you could pull it off. I did watch Dance with the Stars finale last night. I was, you know, one of those nights where you start drinking a little too early. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is this good television. Like, I'm so proud to be an American. You're like, oh, I should just go to bed. I'm, and you just don't do it. You stay up and stay up and stay up. Anyway, how do you protect a senior in this scenario? I mean, this was her son checking up on mom's boyfriend which again it is creepy but i'm happy she found love even though it was momentarily even though it was about money i'm happy she found love because we all deserve it 
but how do you how do you help someone who's your senior, who is your mom, who changed your diapers, without kind of insulting her and saying, "Mom, don't don't be stupid here." Yeah, because the last thing I mean, when when people lose their start to lose their independence if they're older and they're having maybe it's memory issues or whatever, as soon as you try to take things away from them and, and act like you're controlling, they really, really backlash against you. So you really have to be very slow and methodical in how to you know, talk them through the situation without pointing out where the faults are. I mean, this guy didn't, luckily he didn't go to mom and say, can't you see this, this, this guy is taking you for everything? He just kind of let, he kept an eye on it, let it play out, and she made her own decision about it. But Oftentimes, baby boomers are helping their parents pay bills and everything else and balance their checkbook. So one of the things that you need to be doing if you're that person helping out, um, you know, grandma, grandpa, whoever, um, a lot of times people are forgetting to review the credit report. Just go to annualcreditreport.com. That's the site that you can get, you know, a list of all the debt that's under that person's name. It's not going to give you a credit score. I don't think really you need a credit score when you're 80. Um, but you know, keep an eye on, make sure that they're not falling victim to a phone call or a mail scam. Um, my mom showed me the other day; she got this thing looking like she had received ten thousand dollars from Union Workers Credit Services, and it was a pre-approved ten thousand dollar card. But it turned out that you still had to fill something out, and the cost to do that was thirty-seven dollars. Your mom is she is easy. Well, you and I should scam your mom. She actually, she's very wise, and she gave it to me for radio material to talk about on the Monday show to say, you know, watch out, because she had to really help her both her oh. through the process. And, um, you know, if you're, if you're the type, too, that's um, helping parents balance a checkbook, use Mint.com so you can see the bills coming through as they come through in real time. And get them a shredder. That's another issue is that the majority of the theft is going on with, with uh, mail these people. Okay, 30 seconds. How do we prep tomorrow night's event? If, if you're trying to figure out what to do with your portfolio in these types of economics environments where you're with low interest rates, when to rebalance and what you should be holding now, then that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Palo Alto, the Elks Lodge. You can find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's from 6 to 9. If you need free tickets, drop Chad an email, chad at chadburton.com. As a small business owner, you've probably heard how far from the city were the Lorax rooms. Golf's governed body wants to outlaw the belly putters. That's a big story. The USGA, I know you're saying, there's a governing body of golf? Wants to ban anchored putters by 2016. If the changes go through, belly putters, chin putters, and any other putter that is deemed anchored will be outlawed. Basically, if the end of the putter is jammed against some part of your body, your belly, your chin, your hand, it's going to be illegal. But it... I know you're saying... You're kidding, right? If you watch the PGA, it's weird... How people will like put a putter against their chin and then putt? Like no, they'll they'll push it into their belly. Can't anchor it. And I say about time change happens. A man with twelve percent body fat is the best mate according to evolution. 
When a guy catches your eye, what draws your attention, ladies? Some people say it's nice eyes. Others say it's a chiseled jaw. Big, strong arms. That about sums me up. But it's a man's body fat, not masculine features. It's a better indicator of how attractive a mate he is. An optimal mate would be genetically encoded and would be passed on to the man's offspring. So a female wants to choose a man with good genes and a healthy immune system. Masculine-looking males were believed to be a good indicator of a good mate choice because their looks were thought to indicate better genes and a stronger immune system. So 12% body fat. I don't know what 12% body fat is, but I think I have it. 29 women in the fertile stage of their menstrual cycle. I just said menstrual cycle on radio. Meaning, for those who don't understand menstrual cycle, they were more receptive to sexual cues, more responsive to masculinity. They rated pictures of 69 young white males of all body sizes by attractiveness, masculinity, and body fat. And then they put uh, men's immune system into the picture with hepatitis B vaccine. The results showed that a man's masculine rating didn't mean he was more attractive didn't mean that his immune system worked better. How masculine a man was wasn't an indicator. His body fat. 12% body fat. Normal body fat. Not obese. Not overweight. Body fat attractiveness has a bell-shaped curve. The most attractive men are at 12% according to women. Women, did you know this? I know you're saying, you just threw a lot out there, Rob. You, you said the word menstrual cycle. I did. I did. I think women have it a lot tougher than men do in this society. And on occasion, I need to talk about things like the Price Right model, who just won an $8.5 million prize in a pregnancy lawsuit, tells you that women and men are different investors. Sign up for the big seminar coming up in Palo Alto at robblack.com. Thursday night at robblack.com. I've been unable to get the returns I think I should expect. It's been like a slow leak. Your retirement account. But you still have... Call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, 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 much more. I'll talk Chef Boy RD with you. I know you're saying, that harkens back to my childhood. I love this man. I know you do. And I love you. I'll talk Girl Scouts with you. In large part because I can, but also uh, we need to start make, taking care of ourselves. We know there's a fiscal cliff, and one of the things that's probably going to happen in this fiscal cliff negotiation is that people like you and me are going to get screwed. We got screwed 30 years ago with Prop 13. Now we're going to get screwed by Congress because they're going to say, in 10, 20 years, you're going to have to work a year longer, two years longer. And expect to get less in Social Security. So will I talk to you about Girl Scouts? Absolutely. First and foremost, 
love women. Second, I think women have a bigger financial issue than men do. You live longer, and men tend to marry younger. So you live a lot longer than men that you're married to. I'll talk women through Michael Kors. Every woman just nodded her head. She said, Michael Kors? I know who Michael Kors is. Most men say, who the hell is Michael Kors? Well, it's a publicly traded company. But he's also an amazing fashion designer. He's a very humbled man. He's got unstoppable momentum. He starts his day every day with yoga lessons. He stays healthy. I know you're saying, this is investment advice? Yes, it is. Stay healthy. He'll order breakfast from Murray's Bagels, which is in Greenwich Village, right around the corner from his apartment. He has an apartment. He doesn't have a house. He has a routine with bagels. I love routines. I wear one type of jeans, diesel. I don't have time to think about what I look like. I've got way too many financial decisions to make on a daily, day-by-day basis. Almost every day he orders sashimi for lunch. Healthy. When he's in Paris, he eats at a restaurant called Joe Allen. It's famous. Typically, he'll run into someone like Mark Jacobs, another fashion designer. Consistency wins all battles in business. I know you're saying, okay, okay, I'm starting to get this. He typically hangs out with fashion icons Heidi Klum and Nina Garcia on the set of Project Runway, where he's been a judge since 2004. What's interesting to note about that is a cable television show made this guy a legend with the public. You'll actually see him out and about with Nina Garcia and Heidi Klum. So the people that he works with, he's friends with. He's a very, very good networker. He uses Facebook. He's got 3 million fans. Look, there's no shame in that. I've got a Facebook page called I Hate Rob Black. I'd love for you to go and join it. I've got a Facebook fan page, Kron, K-R-O-N, Rob Black. I'd love for you to do it, and I can keep you in touch. And anyone who joins it, I typically give them free passes to any seminars. i got a seminar coming up in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge Thursday night. His business has 169 stores in the United States and 34 in Europe, knowing that U.S. consumer is important, but Europe is as well. As an investor, most of my investments are U.S.-based because I believe in capitalism. But I believe Europe's been around for 2,000-plus years. The Romans, the Gauls, the Mesopotamians. I know you're saying the good, good pull of Mesopotamians. I don't even know if it's Mesopotamians or Mesopotamian eyes. But they've been around for a long time in Europe, and they're not going away, even though they have problems with the euro. I love the emails that I get where people are scared. He owns 60 pairs of aviator glasses, which he changes depending on his mood. So he's a bit quirky, you might say. And I think that's fine. 
here's one thing that I don't like about him. He sees Broadway shows. I think Broadway shows are lame. Broadway shows typically go something like this. I woke up, I woke up today, I woke up, I saw the sun. Like, why do you have to sing about what you're doing? It's lame. People like Broadway shows are lame, and it's a lame waste of money. It's a lame waste of time. We should be solving important things like cancer and the boogeyman. But no, we go to Broadway shows. Midnight. The kitty cats are all sleeping. Okay, so I don't like Michael Kors because of Broadway shows. That's okay. That's okay. You're not supposed to like everything. As an investor, you're not supposed to like everything. He donates a lot of his money to charity. He recently threw down a million dollars for donation to Red Cross. That's good PR. When I got in this industry 20 plus years, 20 years ago, not quite, but I'm exaggerating now by a couple of years. When I got in this industry, I was like, I have to get involved with charities. When I came to California 10 plus years ago, Brian from CNET said, you have to get involved with charities. And I was like, why? 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 I want to play my Xbox. I want to, why? I want downtime. I work a lot. I help a lot of people. I want downtime. He's like, but you have to get involved with charities. It's important to get involved with charities, A, because you meet hot women, but B, because you network. And also, you help your community, and that's not a bad thing. Helping your community is a lot easier than solving the world problems. In 2011, Michael Kors and longtime boyfriend Lance LaPare. What a cool ass. LaPare? They married. They have a chic village apartment in Greenwich. Interior decorator, Glenn Geisler. You know, I, that's one thing that I believe in. If you're going to live, live as well as you can. Like, don't go frugal just to be frugal. Enjoy, enjoy perks of life. He vacations in Sangita Limbomba Lodge in South Africa. $1,600 a we got titsy flies there. I'm not even sure what a titsy fly is, but you need a titsy fly net. He loves Barbados. If you're going to work hard, get some fruits from your labor. One fruit from my labor that I want is to be the world's best grandfather. That's important to me. So his clients include Michelle Mama, Angelina Jolie, who once was the hottest woman on the planet, and now she's just crazy to me. I just look at her and I go, I just say crazy. I'm like, too much work. So Michael Kors, fashion school dropout. He's done okay for himself. And he, people who've done okay for themselves teach us a lot of lessons. Bill Gates once said he wouldn't fly first class because he's not the Queen of England. He could buy planes. And yet he had a frugal side to him. Powerball fever sweeps the nation. Rob Black Seminar tomorrow night, Palo Alto Elks Lodge. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's a wealth preservation retirement planning event. Rob Black Seminar tomorrow night, Thursday evening, 6 to 9. Wealth preservation retirement planning. Sign up at robblack.com.
You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. There is plenty to talk about on a day-by-day basis, first and foremost. There's a lot of drama out there. I do a television spot at 9.15 on Channel 4 Cron. I post it to YouTube under the channel Rob Black Show. One of my topics that I'm pitching, believe it or not, is golf's governing body wants to outlaw belly putters. Change happens. That's the story that I want to tell, is that change happens. Be good with it. GM's bringing Apple's iPhone Siri to the car. 49ers are planning a $1 billion high-tech stadium. Oi, is all I could say. Oi, the average man has been priced out of sports. Amazon.com is going to build its third California distribution center. Dancing with the Stars crowned a winner. Too much drinky drink last night, and uh, I was into it. I was pulling. I was pulling. I had a winner who came in third. Six in ten Americans back a tax hike on incomes of over $250,000. You know why I don't care about stuff like that? Because Americans bought pet rocks in the 1970s. We're stupid. We're a nation of dumb, foolish monkeys. So when I hear six out of ten people expect that, like, who cares? Who cares about our opinion? Look at who we elect. Look at your Congress. Look at your, your president. Are we proud that these people represent us? But I can tell you this. The Hobbit's going to usher in a new theater technology. Sweet. SP 500 ups one. NASDAQ up one. The Dow's up 27. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, how are you today? Excellent. Let's talk a little. Uh, we do wealth preservation retirement planning seminars. You can find out more about one coming up shortly at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. One of the things you have to worry about in retirement is asset allocation. There's a phrase that I use that asset allocation is more important than timing the market. And people, you know, continually want to time the market. But asset allocation in retirement falls in your court. Yeah, asset allocation, but it's also asset location. So the different asset classes that are out there, which types of accounts do you hold them in between your your cash accounts, your taxable accounts, your IRA, your Roth? Um, where do you hold them? I mean, the first thing that you got to look at is, is uh, an overall strategy that you need in retirement, which is how are you going to draw and where, what accounts are you going to draw from first? A lot of people make the mistakes of drawing from just their cash first and then holding off on their IRAs, and then they find themselves at age 70 and a half in a really high tax bracket. So um, you take the approach that, as I've talked about on your show many times, you need three years of portfolio draws in cash, right? That's typically in your taxable account. You then need at least about 20% of your portfolio in, in most retirees' cases, if they're kind of the general retired person scenario. You want about 20% of your portfolio in dividend-paying stocks, but they are stocks that have a history of increasing their dividend on an annual basis, so you have constant income regardless of what the share price is doing, and an income that increases even when the markets are down. Um, then you need about 20 to 30% of your portfolio in what you try to do is it's really good, and a lot of financial advisors, a lot of publications agree that you should try to get about 23 to 30% of your retired, retiree income needs, Rob, from a form of guaranteed lifetime income. For example, Social Security is a form of guaranteed lifetime income. A pension you can't outlive is a form of guaranteed lifetime income. Well, people can also do this on their own and create that with um, certain products out there, and I hate 
loaded variable annuities. Why? But there are so, because the fees are so high. Okay. They, they have these guarantees, but the internal fees are like three and a half percent. You you buy them, you can't get out of them for seven to ten years. Somebody gets a like, huge commission involved, and they don't help you manage it. There are some no load versions of this where you can be in a balanced portfolio, and no matter what the market does, you'll get 5 to 6% income for life. It's not a principal guarantee. It's a lifetime guaranteed income. And you need that longevity guarantee in your life. So what if you do outlive that 86 number that is the average age of death? Now, so you want to get 20 to 30% of that. So what I typically do is have about 20% of a portfolio in a, a, a no-load product So because if, if bonds ever go to a point where they're attractive again, I might get out of those products. I might not recommend them anymore. But right now, they're an okay bond alternative. Um, and then the rest of the portfolio is a very conservative um, ETF, no-load fund portfolio that you'd want to have. And so in your taxable accounts, you would want more of the large-cap, mid-cap, and tax-free bonds. And then in your retirement accounts, that's where you would have more of the, the, the types of dividend-paying stuff that don't qualify for that 15% dividend, dividend tax, um, so some you know things like national limit partnerships and oil and gas deals, um, other stocks that don't qualify for that 15% dividend tax. So you need that overall kind of pieces of your overall portfolio. You need the cash that you're going to draw from. You need the pieces of your portfolio that are going to feed it. But also pay attention to where you hold the asset classes. If it's an income-producing vehicle and you don't need the income yet, hold it in either an IRA or a Roth. If it's more of a long-term hold in a growth asset, that's, that's going to be in your taxable accounts. Okay, so asset allocation, critically important in retirement, different than when you're younger. Um, You've got to know your tax brackets. You do. And it's really important to know your marginal bracket. That's what, What's the next dollar that I receive? What's it going to be taxed at? So when you retire, things are changing. You no longer have a paycheck. So the first thing you do is you look at your overall situation and say, before I draw from anything, what are, what's my automatic tax bracket going to be? I'm going to have my Social Security income. I'm going to have dividends and interest from my stock and bond portfolio and my taxable accounts. And the first place you look to draw is actually your IRA. A lot of people hold off for as long as they can. But a married couple filing jointly can have about 70000 of income from IRAs and Social Security and pension, plus an amount of income equal to their itemized deductions, and still be at a 15% bracket, which, you know, right now, at this point in time when we're talking, is the same as the capital gains rate. Right. It could be lower going forward, depending on what happens to our tax code. So... It's you, kind of complicated in retirement. You know, it, it is, it's complicated on the initial setup, but once you get a detailed income plan going, then it kind of gets automated. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. Good stuff to know. You can learn more about this kind of topic and more coming to a Wealth Preservation Retirement Seminar. Uh, it's something Chad and I do together. It's great to meet people, put faces and names together, and it all starts to kind of click for people. You can learn more about upcoming seminars at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find more at about Chad Burton. He's a certified financial planner with New Focus Financial at chadburton.com. That's B-U-R-T-O-N or newfocusfinancial.com. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Domo. Domo. That's awesome. That's like the, the soundtrack of my life. Got an email from Roberto. Thanks for all the hard work you dedicate to your slacky apostles. I love your show. I used to listen to podcasts. I'd ride into work every morning. Recently, something's changed in the formatting. Not sure if it's on my end. My advice to you, Roberto, is move closer to the radio station. 
get a job in radio so you can listen to me. He says, should I consider taking twenty dollars to $50,000 from a brokerage account and converting it to a Roth IRA? I think national and state tax will eventually get higher to pay off the debt, but not feeling like it's a good idea since I'm middle-aged. We make about one hundred fifty k a year, live in Lake Oswego, Oregon, married, 48 years old, $700,000 home, 200000 left on the mortgage. Oh. Rob Black and your money, I'll answer this when I come back. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Going to be doing a big event Thursday night. That's tomorrow night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I, I'm going to do my super secret Elks handshake that only Elks know. I'm not an Elk. Don't want to be one. I'd rather be a machine. Let's bring in the machine himself, CFP Chad Burton. You can sign up for the event tomorrow night, Thursday, Wealth Preservation Retirement Planning at Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. How are you, Chad? Great. Doing well. Looking forward to tomorrow. Yeah, it should go okay. Yeah. And you and I are going to do you and I are going to do radio for all two hours tomorrow. That's that's true. In studio, it'll be a love fest. It'll be a love fest. A little bromance for your Thursday morning. Oh, you're not my bromance. Not I'm great. still with Joe Cannon. I'm still with Joe Cannon. Okay. <laughs> Professional soccer player. I have not moved on to you yet, but maybe one day I will. Okay, um, let's talk a little bit investing. Let's talk a little how to do things better. In the last break, before we went to break, I, I started opening an email, and I probably shouldn't have, but a guy named Roberto asked, said, he said, should I do a 20 to 50K from a broker account and open up a, a Roth? Um, in large part, he sees higher taxes due to everything that's going on in the world right now. He lives in Lake Oswego, Oregon. He's married, 48 years old, $700,000 home. Mm-hmm. Got 200k left on the mortgage. He makes got 300k in his 401k, 300k in mutual funds and retirement accounts. He's done pretty well. So should he take some of his savings and, and open up a, a, a Roth? Well, if you you know probably if he's at that level, he's probably makes too much money to contribute to a Roth. But you there's no income limits anymore to convert an IRA to a Roth IRA. So those income limits went away. I think it was in 2010. And it's a tough decision. You know, if you're in Washington and your tax bracket's fairly low, it's not that tough of a decision because there's no income tax in Washington. But in Oregon and California, there are. And so if you're kind of looking at an IRA account and you're, you're looking at your marginal brackets, which you should be doing, you should be look, talking to your CPA at the end of the year and saying, you know, how much room do I have left at this marginal bracket? How, how much more income can I take and still be at, say, 25% federal? And in that type of a situation, as long as you have cash on the sidelines to pay the tax, you might want to convert a portion of your IRA to a Roth. Or if you're a person that you know, starting next year and and going on thereafter, you're going to be at a higher tax bracket. You're going to be at this over $250,000 rate, knowing that you're probably going to be a target under this fiscal cliff, then converting a small amount might make sense. But if you convert too much, which pushes that income into a higher bracket, when you're paying Uncle Sam well over 25% federal, Rob, to, to make that conversion, yep. you, what, you, what you're doing is you're paying taxes almost too early, and you end up giving up all the growth on that money. 
So, it, the, and the biggest thing is, is when you convert an IRA to a Roth, you need to have cash outside of the account to pay the tax. You don't want to have the, you can't pay the tax within the account. Um, on the in this case, it just looks like he's. Sh- in this case, it looks like he's just shifted from a regular account to a Roth. Yeah, and then well, if if that's the case, he's only going to be able to do five thousand if he can convert. But if he's shifting from an IRA to a Roth, oh, gotcha, yeah, 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 you so, might be right. That's the thing is that you know people it's it's confusing terms because people think of an you know a brokerage account. You can have your IRA in a brokerage account. You can have your taxable account in a brokerage account. So these terms can be confusing to people. Speaking with CFP Chad Burton, he'll be with me tomorrow night in Palo Alto at the Elk Lodge. Last chance to meet us personally for the year. Last last live event. And eh, that's all I'll say. You can sign up at, for the Elk Lodge Palo Alto Retirement Planning Wealth Preservation event at robblack.com. Let's talk about paying off your mortgage if you get a windfall. Let's say you hit yeah. the big lottery tonight. You get some sort of windfall. You inherit. Grandma died. Your great uncle Guido has left you something. Should you pay off your mortgage? Well, yeah, or throw in, you know, stock options or company going IPO, whatever that may be. You know, when you're older, maybe, but almost, I almost never like it when people are are younger, unless they're ultra wealthy, where you know the next five hundred thousand doesn't make sense when you're ultra wealthy. It doesn't matter to you, but. Even if you feel like you have plenty of stocks and you don't want bonds because you're younger, younger people really shouldn't necessarily look at it because they could go out and take that lump sum and buy more rental properties, for example, that have enough positive cash flow to pay their existing mortgage. So younger people, it doesn't usually make a lot of sense to make extra mortgage payments because you need that tax deduction. You're younger usually at a higher tax bracket. So you know, I just don't like it when younger people do it unless they're ultra, ultra wealthy and they're trying to simplify their life. I just got a tattoo on the back above my underwear line that basically says, I'll regret this. (laughs) Right? Can't wait to to see it in your bikini next time. (laughs) I think that's what every tattoo should have written right next to it. I'll regret this. A flying dragon. I'll regret this. Flowers. I'll regret this. The butterfly. I'll regret this. That is so perfect. Somebody should do it in really tiny, tiny, small print under every tattoo for a 20-year-old, that way, by the time their skin stretches, they'll all regret this. You'll actually be able to see it when you're 60. Which is actually kind of cute, right? That's the concept. Yeah, like uh, oh, the chi- I got a Chinese symbol for prosperity on my back. No, it's actually a Chinese symbol for all regret this. <laughs> okay, okay. So what else do we need to know about considering paying off a mortgage? Well, it's a little bit different when you're older. Um, so if you're you know, 55, 60, approaching retirement, and you get this windfall or you have a lump sum that you're trying to invest and you're looking at this lump sum saying, you know what, I feel like I have enough stocks. I feel like I have enough equities. I'm looking at my portfolio. I'm already, you know, 60, 70 percent in equities. I need more fixed income. So you're looking at this this lump sum inheritance or whatever it might be and you're saying, what do I do with it? Well, the first thing to look at is what your existing loan is and and what the amortization schedule is because a lot of people forget to look at this and saying well i like to keep my mortgage but if you're 20 years into a 30-year mortgage you're you're hardly not you're not paying much interest so you're not getting much of a tax deduction once you're about eight or nine years into a 15-year mortgage you're also paying very little interest and not getting a whole heck of a lot of tax deduction so you need to see what your amortization schedule is. So if you're looking at a loan that you're really not getting much of a deduction for, then it might make sense paying off. But 
one thing that you have to look at is that if you get a windfall, if you have a lump sum and you're trying to decide what to pay off the mortgage, you got to say, okay, what percentage of um, my mortgage does the current payment represent? So let's say you have a, a $300,000 lump sum, which is a, one that I dealt with recently. Somebody inherited, and they try to say, do I pay off my mortgage? It's 1400 bucks a month. They already have enough stocks. They don't want any more bonds at this point. So they look at it and say, well, if you invest the 300000 that $1,400 a month mortgage is a 5.6% draw rate on that three hundred k, And bonds and CDs aren't paying that. The only thing that's really paying that in terms of an income might be like a no-load annuity that has an income guarantee, but that involves principal risk. And so a person in this situation is trying to look for you know, safe, conservative stuff. So what you really need to do before you make that decision, though, to, to say, yeah, I, w- I might want to pay off my mortgage because I'm 60, 65 years old, make sure before you do it that you can still itemize your deductions. And uh, you know, in Washington, it's, it's harder, but in, in California – when you have higher state income taxes and other things that you pay that are a deduction on the federal return, a lot of people in California, even if they pay off their smaller mortgage, can still itemize, whereas in maybe Washington, they can't. So you need to sit down and say, what does my tax situation look like with and without my mortgage? Will I still be able to itemize? Because older people um, you know, that can itemize their deductions, have a mortgage, t- tend to pay lower California's income tax. So you've got to look at you know, what's your tax situation before and after you pay off your mortgage. Sit down with your financial advisor, your CPA, and make sure that if you pay it off, you're still able to itemize your deductions, which is really important, Rob, as you go into retirement, because the farther you are into retirement, the higher your health care costs, and the more you need those itemized deductions because, so you can write off your health care expenses that exceed a certain amount of your income. Um, but with the bond market, where it is, where it's so high and interest rates are so low, this is a conversation that I'm having more and more of now that in the past it was a lot easier to say, no, don't pay off your mortgage. There's better investment choices out there. Take the tax deduction. But now people are hardly paying any interest on their mortgage, right? People have refinanced. And so older people um, going into retirement that need more fixed income, it's a tougher choice. It's a, it's a really odd situation with these low interest rates. What else do we need now? we got a couple minutes. Should we talk seminar? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and kind of in the, the idea of a seminar is that, you know, people ask that question a lot. That's one of the reasons why I brought it up, because we sure. go over these types of issues. We go over everything from how do you build your expenses, how do you project those forward, what are the health care costs that you aren't thinking about, and really giving people an idea of how much they truly need to retire, and then how they specifically set up their portfolio, how they draw on it, when they're supposed to rebalance and take the stock market gains off the table. And, you know, so there's two ways to look at things because me, I wouldn't pay off a mortgage. I I focus more on maximizing every single dollar that I have and building wealth that I can eventually transfer on to my kids and let them manage responsibly. But some people get to retirement and they really want to focus on simplifying their life. They want to go on vacation and not have to worry about mortgage payments or whatever. So, you know, part of the process as you go through retirement is to say, what am I going to do when I retire? What are my hobbies? What am I going to do for fun? How am I going to keep myself busy? And do I want to focus on maximizing every dollar or simplifying life? Either one, either route is okay. You just got to make sure you know, you know, what's right for you. So you sign up for the event tomorrow night, Palo Alto, the Elks Lodge. Where Will we be wearing funny, like, uh, hats or anything? Um, well, I, I'm not going to be wearing funny hats, but everybody's going to be looking forward to see your tramp hat that you got on the back. You going to show that off? A little Gangnam style. 
Sure. Yes. If, um, if we get, if we get 200 Burton. people there, I will do that. I'll do the Gangnam Style dance. Come Chad Burton did the Gangnam Style with him tomorrow in the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. You can learn about wealth preservation retirement planning. Sign up at robblack.com. Robblack.com. It's from 6 to 9 p.m. tomorrow in Palo Alto. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Sales of new U.S. homes fell three-tenths of a percent in October. That's an unexpected decline. Purchases in the last six months have climbed 2.8%, showing uneven improvement. Figures help explain why Federal Reserve Chairman Ben Bernanke has singled out housing as one of the industries to nurture our economic recovery. Well, housing is bottom, and it's clearly moving in the right direction. We just don't know how much momentum it's going to be able to gather in an environment where the labor backdrop is as weak as it is. There's not a lot of wage growth. There's not a lot of job growth. There's not a lot of momentum. Purchases of new homes increased in two of the four regions. Median price of a new home, 237000 buckaroos. Other stories of note, the CEO of Dunkin' Donuts eats donuts for breakfast. I find that strange. The Hobbit's going to usher in a new technology at movie theaters. It was shot at 48 frames a second, twice the rate of traditional films. The picture's richer and sharper. Critics find it jarring. You're seeing a lot of detail. People aren't used to seeing that. It's a controversial new technology that could revolutionize. It could revolutionize, is what I'm trying to say. Traditional movies. They've been shot at 24 frames per second for 90 years. The test reel that the studio is running is basically ensuring that you know the technology is ready. Hmm. So. James Cameron did Avatar, and there's an investment out of that called IMAX, because he said he's going to do an Avatar 2, 3, and 4. He's shooting them now. Proponents say the higher frame rate packs in the screen with a lot more visual information. You're going to have to adjust to it. So that's all I'll throw out at you, is that change happens, and sometimes there's an investment angle on it. I'm a big believer in technology. I'm a big believer in that theaters have to do whatever they can to get us in. The last One of the last movies I saw was Avatar in the theater because for some reason I, f- I fell into the hype. I think this new technology is going to disorient you a little bit. I was a little disoriented when I saw Avatar and I'm wearing 3D glasses next to a dude. Dude looked at me. I said, dude, this is disorienting. Other big stories of note out there. Get things done. I want you to be more successful. I want you to be a machine when you're at work. Get things done. Be automatic. You'll spend less energy. Sleep is golden. I haven't slept well in feels like eight years. I love checklists. I have a checklist of checklists. I love checklists. Beat procrastination. Stop putting stuff off. Don't go to that website. And have a good mood. 
That is so important in succeeding in life. 12% body fat is the perfect amount of body fat for men, according to women. Go get your body fat checked. Microsoft's working on a new operating system called Blue. And they're going to copy everything that Apple does and update it. It's going to be cheap. Updates every year. 49ers planning a $1 billion high-tech stadium. The only story there for me is that Piers, I'm never going to be able to afford a football game again. Or my children's children's children won't be able to. Sports have gone corporate. If you win the Powerball game drawing thing tonight, $500 plus million, A, put me in your will. But B, know that it's not going to go as easy as you think it is. You're going to have family members beg you for money. You're going to see them be, basically family members become vampires. I know you say that's pretty dramatic. If there were a money vampire, you'll find out. Um, Apple's kicking out another management figure today, Richard Williamson. They're under pressure to re- remedy their Mapple, their Mapple, <laughs> their mapping software. Maps are critical, critical. I mean, I say with the Google phone because of maps. I know you're saying, please tell me what phone you got. Yeah, I got a new HD Max. It's fine. It didn't cure my hemorrhoids like the advertisement said, but pretty close. So, Apple had a rare stumble. But they've had a couple stumbles this year. In the first segment of the first hour, I talked about Apple's roadmap, what the next year is going to look like. If you didn't hear it, you can go to iTunes and download the podcast. It's free under Rob Black and Your Money. Or you can go to my home radio station, kdow.biz, kdow.biz, and grab a copy of the podcast. You can always find me on Twitter under Rob Black Show, Facebook fan page, Cron, K-R-O-N, Rob Black. Facebook group page, I hate Rob Black. Bipartisan spirit starting to fade on Wall Street. It's kind of to be expected. I agree with Warren Buffet. The deal's probably not going to get done by December 31. Weekly mortgage index down slightly. October new home sales, good number, not great number. Consumer staples are doing well. Northern California is going to get lashed with heavy rains and wind today. Why is that important? Because you want some sort of insurance or some sort of protection against a worst-case scenario. My big fear is that a tree in my yard falls on someone's head who happens to be an attorney. He'll say, I heard on your radio show the other day you talked about this, right? To get your calls on the air if you want to call in the last 30 seconds. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Seminar coming up tomorrow night. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a doozy. I'm going to talk about how consumer discretionary grew revenue at 2.8%, energy down 17%, telecom down 6.4% of revenue growth. It's in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for it right now. Tomorrow night from 6 to 9 at Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. Sign up at robblack.com. Last event of the year, robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or... 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.